This is Corolla Digital. Hey, I'm Adam Corolla. I'm Dr. Drew. And we are here to ask you to do us a little favor. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Nice. Keep the pirate ship afloat, right? Yeah. Well, that's the only advertising we got. But it's the best kind. It is. Word of mouth. It is. Whose mouth? Yours. Not yours. Theirs. Theirs. Theirs, yes. That's right. Thank you in advance for telling a friend and enjoy the show. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on. Mandate, get on. And thank you to our 50th show. Just yesterday we started this. Where did the time go? All right, a lot to talk about. Yes. Lots of your problems to get to. Uh, First off, Drew, something I floated on the podcast last week, and I sort of stumbled into it with Matt, the porcelain punisher, Fonda Lear, as I was going off on um, one of my uh, long-winded rants about uh, how to be successful, what it's going to take. What? Mm-hmm. You, try t- to, you talk about that once in a try while? Try to pass a little knowledge. It's not really talking. It's Mussolini-esque. <laughs> I stand up, I beat my chest, and then I <laughs> smugly preen as I pro- cross my arms if and there I was, No, 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 no. You, you, you got the finger up in the air like this. There's this the one you. finger up in the air. One of the, all no, the no, way no, over your but head. then comes down to Yes, to you're the, right. It comes down to the crossed cross arm. You're with right. the preening yes, going yes. on. You're right. After that. Very self-satisfied. <laughs> um, I... Uh, <laughs> Have, uh, I, I think it was stemmed. It was, it was something like this. I said, uh, I gave him an assignment. I said, uh, go to one of these uh, European websites. It's got, uh, it's got a Lamborghini for sale, but it won't tell you how much. So go to that website. Find out how much that is. Send him an email. Find out how much. Because a lot of these guys go inquire, Yeah, basically. Yeah. You always know something's expensive where it either says inquire or market price. Right. Or available upon request. Yeah, there's that one, too. Those are the expensive ones. And so I said, uh, go to the website and find out. And then he came back and he said, I went, I went to those European car websites, exotic car websites. I contacted them, and I found out how much it cost. And I said, how much? And he said, the first car, 537 euros. Uh-oh. And I said, did you think I was asking in euros? <laughs> and he said, no, but that's how much it costs. I said, understood. Now we're going to need to convert those to American dollars. And he said, yeah, that was stupid. I said, yes, that was dumb. I didn't make it clear. I told them to ask them how much it cost. I did not make the distinction between euros, but I was, I was hoping they'd it's do funny, a conversion. funny. I thought he gave it to you in yuan. <laughs> he gave it to me in euros. Thankfully, I kind of know the conversion, but thankfully he's good on the computer, so it took a matter of seconds. Now, I uh, then had a nice laugh at his expense. <laughs> And then <laughs> Chris Max is laughing because you could picture Matt giving me all the prices, all the cars I asked for in euros. <laughs> um, then uh, I went off and uh, I gave him a little speech, and somehow we got on to birthdays. Oh, and Jesus. I, I was giving him my well, I was talking about my birthday party and the kids' birthday party coming up, and how you have to buy gifts for the kids who are coming to your birthday. Right, right. Yes, your kids' birthday that. now. You've mentioned that once or twice. Yes. And how I just don't give a shit about birthdays because there's no achievement in birthdays. No grit. Everyone's born. Everyone, oh, the worst people you know on the planet are born. It's everybody. The aforementioned Mussolini was born and his buddy Hitler were born. They were all born. And then I looked at Matt in my condescending way and I said, even you were born. 
<laughs> you think I'm going to be lumped in with you? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> no, boss. <laughs> so, because that's the funny part is they all look at you the passively <laughs> like, what do you say, Mr. Krola? <laughs> All right, so uh, we had a nice laugh again. And then I said, um, listen, (laughs) I think it was his idea, to be fair to Matt, and although I probably laid most of the track for it, I said it's about achievement. It's about uh, – What? Oh, you were about the birthday. Yeah, yeah. and he said, you know, how about picking a day of achievement and making that your birthday? You – you graduated from the Naval Academy on this day. Well, oh. people do that with recovery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you that's an achievement. You started sober sorry, that You day. won Reborn. this. You achieved yeah. that. You graduated yeah. this. Let, you let, that, let that, that be. Yeah. Yes, when you got your MD, and I yeah. don't know if you remember what year, what day, what I anything. The year and the month. I, I almost remember the day, yeah. But wouldn't it in a weird way feel more satisfying? Like, because people go, well... But now you're just inviting people over to celebrate your dad not pulling out. I mean, that's what you're celebrating. Yes. You know, first off, how many of us were mistakes? Chris, come on. Well, clearly your mom. You don't plan on Chris. But it wasn't like your mom wanted you. I I am profoundly confused by my parents as far as their kids go because they have no interest in kids. They have no interest in anyone. They have no interest in anything. Certainly, my mom and dad never made the proclamation, hey, man, I need to focus some time, energy, and finances on something other than me. That proclamation was never... I mean, if you met the two of them, I I mean, it's a pretty decent point. I never really had the... uh, Wavos, pardon the pun, to ask my dad about his huevos. Oh. Like, but. Yes. Or, ironically, my mom about her huevos. Ironically. Well, she's the one with the eggs. Yeah, the yeah. guys are the ones with okay. the huevos. Ironically, yes, Which yes. is eggs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So both sexes have huevos. I guess in. In, in a way, it's seed. In Mexico, everyone has, everyone has huevos. But guys have huevos, you know. But the women have huevos, you know. What, what? It's all seed. All right. Seed. It's all seed. Yeah. Um. It's true that my parents were not interested in their son or their daughter. To, I mean, to the extent that, you know, my daughter sort of ran away. My daughter, my sister ran away. Their daughter ran away, you know, 13 or something. Eh, came back periodically, but basically was gone when she was gone. Once we were gone, sort of living with my dad full time, my mom, you know, we'd, we'd go out to dinner once in a while and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, there was no hanging out, per se. There was no participation in any events or anything like that. And then once we're out, we're out, you know. So one could argue they weren't very much – they weren't interested in being bad human beings or hurting anybody. But they certainly – you're not talking about someone who wanted a horse. They got a horse. And then it became a point of someone's got to feed it carrots and someone's got to brush it down and someone's got to give it oats and someone's got to exercise I'm it. I'm not sure they were even aware of that. And they were like, uh-huh. uh, I didn't ask for the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people who want a horse and really work hard, save their money and go get yeah. a horse, go get that horse. They ride that horse. They brush that horse. They name that horse. They take care. They give it a fucking middle name. <laughs> they go take care of that horse. So I could argue that a lot of people didn't even need to be here. Or weren't planned on as far as being here. So the birthday, I think, go ahead and keep your birthday. 
But uh, let's not make a big deal out of it. What do we call the accomplishment day? Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Uh, mm. Day of achievement. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's 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 there. We could we could we could come up with some kind of catchy acronym, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, the it, you know your worth day. Worth day. Ooh, Ooh, Chris. Sounds like Clever. birthday, but that that has a monetary overtone to it. You know what I mean? Like if Donald Trump couldn't celebrate his birthday, even if his birthday was the day that he sold his first apartment building with his father or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah. uh, self-worth day. Yeah, the self-worth feels a little touchy-feely it's for like me. launch day also, that kind of – like you were launched into something and you achieved something. Yes. And you became something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Podium day. Uh, a little, little lofty. Me day. Kind of gay. Uh, yeah. We'll think about it. We'll, it'll we'll, occur to us during the show. We'll, we'll blurt it out. Yeah, that, that'll be the way it works. But either way, I like that day. The day you became a doctor, the day you whatever. Now, before that, you're a kid, so you get to do your birthday. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then after you hit 18, we're going to have to wait till you graduate the Naval Academy or it whatever be, it is. It should be a shame if you don't have your worth day. You should be ashamed of that. Well, also, uh, it's going to be sad when... Um, you know, it's like, oh, your birthday's coming up. But, uh, yeah, they bumped me up to uh, assistant manager over at the gamekeeper. They sell board games over there at the Irvine Mall. You know what I mean? Like when your gig becomes, this is when I got my braces off. That's your birthday? <laughs> Saying these birthdays are going to vary wildly. Maybe you know they'll have, they have different. Well, no, no, no. I like this. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, what's your worth day? I won oh, the Nobel okay. Peace Prize. Okay. Oh, what's your worth day? I finished a pig's trough at Farrell's. And you can you can move your worth day up as achievements uh, accumulate. Well, nobody wants their worth day to be finishing the pig's trough at Farrell's. Right. But but the same guy that gets the Nobel Peace Prize may have gotten a PhD, but he may move that up to the Nobel Peace Prize day. That's, that's what I like. The worth yeah. day. You want your worth day to keep rolling around. Yeah. You want to keep keep moving and then someone should go wait a minute we just had your birthday six weeks ago aren't we supposed to do it once a year a different birthday no my now my new birthday yeah my real birthday. this is pulitzer prize yeah i just got that in the mail mm-hmm. now motivation baby so the day you get your ged that could be your birthday yeah for a while but let's get made partner at law firm birthday and let's see how fast we can get that done yeah. Ooh. And you can share that with people. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Motivation, baby. All right. Should we uh, take some phone calls? No, I got another thing I want to talk about first. Oh, good. I, Me I too. was thinking as I was, yeah. Really? Really? Is that what we're talking about? Well, by, by the way, do you see that thing on the wall there, Brittany? Mm hmm. That, uh, that caught my eye, too. But we'll get to that in a second. I, I, it is how do people spell their names with insane ways. And this is the most insane spelling I've ever seen of Brittany. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Selling. I was thinking about selling. You know, you know, my wife's been doing a lot of work for the Hillside Home for Children, and she has to sell stuff to get charitable contributions. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's into it. She, she like likes selling. And you've always said you like suspect people that are salesmen. And and uh, I thought, oh, what is that selling thing that people can can do and people can't? And I thought I can't sell. I can't. No, no, I can't. Can. I cannot. And I thought, well, what the hell is that? I thought, well, because people, they're spending their money on me, and I, I can't have them do that. I, I just can't tolerate that. And then I thought, 
you know, I have grotesquely undercharged for my services my entire medical career. You can still see me for 36 bucks. That's what it costs patients to see me. Mm-hmm. And I just can't, I can't charge more than that. I just can't do it. I just don't, I don't have it in me. And, of course, Medicare controls a lot of stuff and whatever. But, but it's, it's weird how that really bothers me to accept as a direct exchange, like selling something and taking other people's money for service. It really, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it's, an, it's interesting and it's an interesting trajectory and, and path that I've been on personally. And I started off in life by, as I've told you before, I would go to people's houses and I would work for, you know, you know, do construction, bring my tools, bring my thing, do yeah. drive my truck, and I charge them ten dollars an hour. You know, and I could remember at a certain point, even further on in my career, it was just fifteen dollars flat rate, and the fifteen dollars would be I would design them. I was building high end custom furniture for for gay clients at a certain point on no, the you west did, you side. Like palestrades and stuff, right? You did like yeah, do you know stuff that was. Some of it was actually photographed and featured in, like, architectural magazines and stuff, but it was still just $15 an hour. And I wouldn't charge for, you know, I'd go to the guy's house. I would measure, you know, the space it was going in. I would go home and make some drawings. I would go to the hardwood shop and pick up the hardwood. And then I would get to the shop and start milling it, and that's when they were on the clock. I wouldn't even charge for all the measuring, all the uh, – the whole time I did it, if I was charging someone 15 bucks an hour – I would never charge to go get the materials, pick you know, driving my truck to yeah. Reseda, loading well, up my I, truck, I waiting have the in same line. Thing. I, I do a couple hours of phone call a day. Right, I never charge for one. I ever, could ever. never. I would never say to the person, uh, "Okay, look, I need five hundred bucks to get started here because I got to go pick up a bunch of high end plywood I like I that." Can't I can't either, except for that's what everyone else does. Uh, and then some. Well, what are we lacking? Is it self-esteem stuff? I, it is. About? It is. I, I literally, I would pull it out of my own pocket and go yeah. buy yeah. that person. I remember one time. Well, my office right now, to keep it open, negative 10. I don't want to tell you how much negative a year. All right. And, and losing money. And I just keep doing it well, just because it's like my, my duty. I, 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 I got to tell you, at it, 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 one time, I... Um, was a little later on in my career, and I was like 28, 29, still doing this stuff. I worked for a woman that was like, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of those women from uh, Marx Brothers film. Like, well, I've never, <laughs> you know, like super white and super rich. And she lived in a house up in the Palisades, and this big sprawling manor, and her her uh you know husband had passed and it was just her and her lap dog kind of thing and it was a lot of like huh, 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 you know and i was going to do a bunch of work for her and i did a bunch of work for her but it was a non-stop just sort of her complaining about this and that and i was you know going back and fixing things that didn't need to be fixed and people were complaining and i was you know like it was literally like I built her an entertainment unit and used spackle to patch all the nail holes. And her painter said, well, when I paint this thing, uh, that spackle may shrink. So he has to dig it out of every nail hole and fix it with rock-hard putty. That's the only thing I'll stand off on. And I literally just went up and picked out all of it and refilled it and re-sanded it and, re- and it didn't charge free, a penny. Yeah. yeah, right. And at a certain point, I, I don't know what it was, but she was getting emotional. It was what have you. And uh, she wanted me to do a bunch of crown molding all around her living room. And I fronted all the money and bought all the crown 
molding and did all the this and that and the other and uh, I brought it up to the house and then she came out in the driveway and had a little tantrum and uh, she was just, some of these women were just, wow. And I just left, basically, and I left all the crown molding there. And I called her like a week later and I'm living in an apartment with a roommate, no insurance, no health insurance, no, no dental, no medical, no car insurance, like nothing. And she's living in this like sprawling manner in the Palisades. And I just said, look, uh, I realize we've had our differences. Uh, I'm not blaming you. It just it, Things didn't work out. I, I tried. I did as best I could for you. Uh, but I am out, you know, 276 bucks, which sadly is a lot of money for me. Uh, for that crown molding, and uh, I'm you're going to use it, so someone else is going to install it. I, I ask that you reimburse me for that. Fuck off. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was Richie. And you sucked yeah. it up. It was, was my choice. Yeah. Get my attorneys on her. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's my life of privilege, by the way. Well, there's the invisible Everyone hand my life of privilege. You, you love that invisible hand. So, um, right? You love it. Yes. That's what you want for everybody. Well, I learned. I learned. I, I was I, I became stronger for it. But um I had that exact same thing. As a matter of fact Are you over it? Well, if I worked for someone and it was um ten bucks an hour and I worked eight hours and they gave me sixty dollars, I wouldn't say I anything. Say, yeah, I wouldn't when either. I was counting I'd be too embarrassed yes, to yes. say something. Listen, and by the way, people don't pay my bills routinely and I just go, All right, well whatever. That's why I am flabbergasted when people who are the exact opposite come at me with, Hey man, you should be paying me, you know, twice as much or whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm like, like, where? Part of me is like, oh my god, you have you're no so idea lucky. who you're talking to. And then you're so lucky. Where do you get this? Yeah. <laughs> and the second thing is always like, uh, buddy, I know exactly who you are, and you don't need figure out where you're at before you come to people. Yeah. I know where everyone's at. <laughs> the point is this: um, I didn't have an ounce of that, and never did have an ounce of that. It was horrible at that. At a certain point. And because I come from the aforementioned family, where I was worthless. Mm. Uh, why that wasn't even wanted? Why? Why? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you to ask for this? Who are you? Who are you? And that's where I came from, and well, now, that's what, what I carried into my professional life. But I, I ended up in the same place. I didn't get so much. Who are you? I didn't. That wasn't the thing. My family's number one thing was yeah. when you want. You know, well, but I ended up with the same feeling. Yeah, who, my my family's number one thing was who are you to ask for this, or who are you to yeah. get this or receive that. Um, I had a certain point, a certain turning point when I just said to Trip Reeb, who who managed as uh, general manager at K Rock, first radio station, when he told me that he was going to make me the highest paid part time employee at K Rock when I took the Love Line job, I just said. Uh, Trip didn't get into it to make money, did not get into it to be rich, but did not get into it to make people rich. So we will find a happy place, and that'll be a place between me being compensated and you not, neither one of us will get rich or we'll both get rich, but it's not going to be that way. And that's, at a certain point, I realize, no, I'm providing something. Listen, you're talking about a guy who taught boxing (laughs) – and I taught my personal training was twenty dollars. You talk to trainers now; they went one hundred and fifty bucks a session. Jeez. You know, you deal with me; it was twenty bucks a session. I'd give you an hour and a half. You know, yeah. like uh, and show up early. But, and by the way, if you canceled that morning, 
So what? Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't never charge. Yeah, but right. there's something different about collecting a paycheck from an organization as opposed to asking somebody face to face for fees for your service. And and I think the reason, perhaps the reason I got to the same place is I always got whenever I had to ask for something for my family, it damaged them. It was it was a trauma. I traumatized them by needing something. Yeah. In compensation for clothing or whatever. Right. But now what you have to do is two things. You have to realize you're not, you know, but it's, a, a nine-year-old, number one. Yeah, but it's not that kind of thinking. I, though, right? I know. Well, that's the part. You it's have like to your body yourself. to it, yeah. Well, look, there's a couple of things. You have to realize that if you are <clears throat> selling mangria, people want mangria. And they enjoy mangria. And that's the society we've built. I don't criticize In-N-Out Burger for charging me for a burger. I wanted an In-N-Out but Burger. But it's somehow different, though, if you were to have to go out and sell those burgers and collect the fee right from the individual. You know yeah, I mean? no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm horrible. I don't think I could have been worse than any than, than you. And uh, but I have learned to overcome that, and I still don't do it on a super personal. Level. That's what I'm saying. I yes. think that's the part that makes it impossible. Right. But I will do it on a business level. And I think what you need to do is remove the personal aspect of it. Think of yourself as a business and go, I'm Dr. Drew. Mm. Uh, I'm not uh, Drew Pinsky. I'm Dr. Drew. This is my brand. You know, I'm Mangria. That's yeah. my brand. Yeah. I will sell my brand. I won't personally ask people for stuff. I will sell this. And then as a performer, I you're you're buying Adam Carolla, the comedian. You're not buying the little kid from North Hollywood who's uh, got rejected oh, so from you, Taco I see Bell. What you're saying, oh, that's interesting. So you 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 put a character between you and the consumer. Like when I dance, thing. I become the great Capizio. Really, the great Capizio. I step outside my body. Is that what those dancing shoes, those mm-hmm. that, that jazz shoes, and those jazz pants were for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like what prostitutes do. <laughs> they give themselves or strippers. Fake, strippers. Well, they give themselves a fake name, <laughs> and they're like, "This night is like when you saw them back at their apartment building, and you said, like, hey, bitch, how about a lap dance? Here's twenty dollars.' They'd be like, "I'm not that person at noon on Wednesday at home. Right. I'm the mother. Right. I'm the whatever. I'm the student, junior college, but I- student." Do you understand? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still. But bothered. at night, I become essence. <laughs> understand? You need to become essence at your practice. You know, what I'm saying you're this is Doctor Drew, the corporation now, not Drew. I still have trouble when people pay for tickets to see us at events. Mm-hmm. It still makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. That makes I don't like that. I don't. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, no, I listen. I have the same. Uh, sometimes when I look at Ticket prices on some of the shows I do or some of the things like 85 bucks to sit in the first row or something. I go, 85 bucks? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because. How I'm, are you going to be good enough to even. I, you'd be, I'd be guilty. I would, I'd be able to do it. Well, but you have to understand they want it. They want to do that. <clears throat> and again, you can provide a good show yeah. and you can stay after and sign books and take pictures and do all the things that give people a good experience so that they feel like they got their whatever yeah, yeah, worth. Well, that's why I spend time talking to people and stuff afterwards. Oh, yeah. You'll have none of that. What do you mean? I talk to people after every kidding. fucking show. <laughs> all right. Speaking of junior college, yeah. that's something I forgot to get into. Uh-oh. Somebody... <laughs> somebody 
tweeted me uh, some graduation. Is it commencement and a graduation the same address? Yeah. Why do we have two names for it? Uh, Doesn't commence mean start? Commencement. Yeah, I don't know what. It's, don't well, know it's like it's... starting your life after college. Yeah. But yeah. it's also graduation. It's kind of. I don't know, I feel like it's the end, like, that's the end, you know, commencement yeah. speech should come at the beginning of college? Yeah, yeah, well, that's matriculation. See. It's interesting, because... It, it, it doesn't mean what the word implies, I think. You're, all right, you're well, literally... look up commencement, anyway. Um, I think commencement is more about the ceremony. The guy started talking shit about me during his, uh, during the thing. What, what was this? A junior college? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Uh... <laughs> It was funny. He was he was saying that you know Adam Carolla says that uh, you know this is high school with ashtrays and blah blah blah. That's someone else's joke, by the way. But um, and uh, junior college, blah blah blah. Well, we're here to here to prove him wrong. Blah 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 blah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm still, I'm still. You don't, yeah, you, Gary. If you find it, you find it. We we don't really need it. That's about that's about what it was. But uh, sort of flattered. Still. Eh. I understand their uh, look at community college. I like I said, I like junior college because I like I like some sig- stigma attached, some diminishment. Yeah, diminish it in some way. That's that's why I like food stamps over you know, f- you know nutrition, fresh vouchers or whatever they call them now. You know, California Fresh. You know what I mean? By fresh the way, vouchers. California is bankrupt. Hold on, Drew. California is bankrupt. Do we need to run or heading toward it? Do we need to run commercials asking people to sign up for the CalFresh program? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm seeing com- – I see commercials. Hey, do you need this? That, like, but that means somebody's making money off of this. Well, like there's, like, there's, a, there's some sort of privatization Well, piece. no, 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 no. It means people are staying in power uh, because the more of my little minions uh, I can sign up. Maybe. The, oh, uh, uh, what are we running commercials yeah. for? Okay. So as you see, commencement is about the ceremony. Well, it says a beginning or start. No, no, but the two is a separate, separate definition. A yeah. ceremony in which degrees of diplomas are conferred. Right, right. Well, I understand. But it has nothing to do with the meaning of the word otherwise. No, 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 no. Uh, listen. Hold on a second. You're, you're lucky I can't read. <laughs> what I'm saying is this. Words have uh, they, they have a meaning. You go, okay, that's the word. And then we, 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 we name, we, you know... The you know I'll just use it. There's a starting line and there's the finish line. Yeah. And you go, why is it called the finish line? Well, it's the word finish yeah. means the end, and then we have the finish line. And you go, yeah, but finish line, we'll put that at the start. And then you go, no, it's connected to the word. Commencement is a word that means the beginning or start, and thus the commencement, the commencement speech or address right. should be connected to me. I know we yeah. know it is totally different things, but how did it become commencement? We need to get the Latin roots. Get the Latin roots, Gary, or the Greek roots. Let's I can tell this. you what it is. It's the beginning of your career. It's the beginning of your life. Outside of this, you've now done your training. You're going to begin your life I, in society. I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't, I don't know that it's not that, but I associate commencement with the conferring. Like you confer a degree. I think you're just so we're too. I think just, you're too steeped in the th- system. But that's my connotation in my head. So let's see what the Greek source. Well, is. why would it be? But if if the Greek is going to be some sort of beginning, it may not be. It may have. It may be something about right. uh, offering. You know, okay. Offering of something. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll find that. Anyway, it's going to be sad when I'm right. Uh, yeah, junior college. Now, uh, 
I feel this way about junior college because of my experience with junior college and my family and my friends' experience with junior college. A lot of people go in there to waste time. Uh, I'm fine with junior college if we set up some rules. Like, uh, first things first, I want to know what went on in your high school career. Yeah. Other than, look, if you you show me, okay, let's see, what do we got here? Uh, Your parents came over here in a coffee can from Cuba. Uh, You were a straight-A student, but your dad works washing dishes, and he just, uh, okay, and you have high SAT score, and you just missed getting this scholarship over to Stanford, so you want to go here for a couple semesters, and then you're going to transfer to UCLA. Fine. But when I see a stoner, D-minus, flatline, never took the SATs, come on in and kill a few years over here. Nah, but maybe not let me let me make a different case. Maybe those those young Asian types that you're describing, mm-hmm. uh, which I know your beloved uh, family systems that focus on education and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they'll pull up through competition. The stoner, maybe he'll be exposed. He or <laughs> no. she'll be exposed to real now, educational. Here, here's the, here's the thing. Um, if I see here's why I don't want crowding up. Uh, and now you got the Latin over there to initiate vulgar. Yeah. Anything? I'll say only initiate. Only no, initiate. no, but that's commence, commencement. Mm-hmm. Is, is it have any different? Uh, mm-hmm. No different. Okay. The, the origins only exist for commence, so far as okay. I found. All right. Well, All right. so there you go. I'm right. Yeah. All You're right. right. Thank you. As always. There. That, that felt super satisfying. The good. The throwaway. I'm so glad. <laughs> no, no. Here's what I so there you go. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks for blowing the sunshine up my ass. This will be my day. This will be my day. This, this is your my victory day. day. Yeah. Uh, let's just do VD day. Oh, no. Oh, it's, it's close. Yeah, it's close. I think it's something from World just War II. V day. Yeah. I like V day. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, what do we got? You got a little uh, live read you want to do there? I do. Our buddies at stamps.com. Now sell this, man. Well, I don't have to because I use this and ah. I'm very enthusiastic about this. If I, I went into a post office the other day, I was pissed mm. that I went. Mm-hmm. And didn't do the stamps.com first. Mm, yeah. So, I mm-hmm. no, I just had me driving by and I went in. I was like, oh, for, I, why did I even go in here? Why? Why? I, I, that's a good question. Yeah. Because you don't have to anymore. You can go to stamps.com, buy and print official U.S. postage. Sounds magical. Sounds like it's not possible. Right at your own computer instantly. 500,000 customers have sent over 2 billion letters and packages through stamps.com. We have a special offer, a no risk trial. You get a $110 bonus. This is a digital scale. Mm-hmm. Send you the scale so you can weigh the packages and get the exact postage. Print it on your computer. They'll pick it up, send it out. Fifty-five dollars free postage. It's mm. like, like fifty-five dollars. What's it? Postage and money is the same thing. It's a government issued paper that's worth something. Yes. Right. Unbelievable. All right. So we give they give the, our, the Adam and Carolla, Adam and Drew uh, listeners get free postage, but you have to enter the code ADS. Which well, is, you get fifty-five bucks free postage. What did I say? You just said free. All right. Fifty-five bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com now. There's a microphone on the right upper top, right upper corner. You click on that microphone, type in the code ADS, and you get the $110 bonus package with this digital scale, $55 free postage. And believe me, it's very easy, very explanatory. There's no reason to go to post office again. You can do it all from home. Go to stamps.com right now, promo code ADS. Commence to do that. Commence. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some birth control. We're going to talk a little hypervigilance. we got some epilepsy. All after this. 
Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, we talk about Rosebud, Citizen Kane, and being in a movie in a veterinary clinic where you just ate your dinner off the same table that was a dog's butt. I've done all of those. We'll see you here. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's uh, hop to the phones. New York City, PJ25 has epilepsy. PJ? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good. How you doing? Good, thank you. Um, I had a, well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. You guys are both geniuses. <laughs> Love you. What's going on with ep- epilepsy? Um, well, I've had epilepsy since I was about 12. Um, my uh, My neurologist says it's, generalized epilepsy but um recently i guess in the last two to three weeks i've been having what i can only describe as, as a, a brain lapse or a like a really quick blackout yeah okay so pj are you on medication right now uh yes sir i'm on lamictal yeah and Vimpat. what's the second one Vimpat. okay uh does your neurologist know about these episodes uh, yes, sir. Um, I'm I'm going back to to see him uh, next week. Okay. So here's what that is: is that you see so you have generalized seizures, which means he used to fall on the ground and shake and have a mm-hmm. gen- generalized seizuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about generalized seizures is they often come from some local focus uh, in the brain, some in some little piece that if it were just to be firing off, you'd have some funny smell or vision or maybe mm-hmm. some repetitive movements. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is whatever's going on here is sort of breaking through your seizure medication, and you're getting what are called partial complex seizures. Right. The problem, problem with partial complex seizures is that they can then secondarily generalize. And so this is a sign that you're about to have a generalized seizure, or you could have a generalized seizure, but it's probably being held back by the lamictal. So what's really important is you don't drive in the meantime, right? Oh, sir, sir. I've, yeah, it's been about six years since I've been yeah. drive. And if you're Ooh. climbing stairs or if you're at heights or anything, be really careful because you could have one of these. When are you seeing the neurologist? Um, next Thursday. Okay. And did they give you similar cautions before you see them? Um, yes, sir. He just cautioned me about like using using knives. Yeah. And being like you said, being careful about going up and down the stairs. Yeah. But I, I use um, knives when I, I drive. <laughs> That's how unseizure like I am. You're you're wow heavy, right? going downstairs. Yeah. yeah I mean, imagine you're, you're all of a sudden you're blacked out. Well, look, you put a helmet on for everything these days. Would you put a helmet on for this? No, no you wouldn't usually do that. But let me ask this: When you're blacked out, has anybody observed you? Do you do anything repetitive? Do you say anything? Um. Well, I had one last Friday. And um, I, I fell down, and I was kind of zoned out, like a, very much like a, just a partial seizure. Mm-hmm. But the Friday before that, I also had a full tonic-clonic seizure. Yeah, so your, your seizures are just uncontrolled right now for whatever reason. They'll probably do another workup on you. They'll check your levels. They'll make sure there's not something. You know, other medical problems can increase your seizuring, and so you make sure there's not something else. Have you lost weight, gained weight, been drinking, anything else going on that might be adding to this? Uh, no, sir. I haven't drank since uh, December. Because right. I had about three, four in a day, but yeah. I did have pancreatitis towards the end of March. From what? Um, 
I'm not sure. I mean, How do you get pancreatitis? Pancreatitis is usually alcohol pancreatitis. Next that, thing is that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing is stone pancreatitis, like stones blocked from the bl- weed. From the weed, mm-hmm. not stoner pancreatitis. <laughs> no, like a gallstone blocks the blocks uh-huh. the output of the pancreas. Uh-huh. You can get hypertriglyceridemia. It can cause pancreatitis. Medication can cause pancreatitis. But uh, yeah, it's weird. That's weird. viruses can cause pancreatitis. I, I think I might have a a name for our day. <laughs> BJ, anyway, you're getting good care. Stay on it, man. You know what you're dealing with. But whatever other medical things are going on, I would look there and make sure those are nailed down tight. What? Well, you know how you exclaim Excelsior? Yes. When you've had you know a fine achievement? Huzzah. Huzzah. If we did Excelsior, and then it would, it would just turn into X day. Excelsior. Okay. Yeah, I don't know would how go, to spell that it, X, but it would just be X. They'd go, where'd that X come from? It would be oh, X from Excelsior. Right, right. Mr. Krola declared it back in the 2000s. Yeah. How do you spell that? E-X-C-E-L. Let's, let me look at it. All right. Well. X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R? That's what it looks like. Is that where Excel comes from? Look, Excelsior. Looks right. Yeah, it was written on a placard in my bathroom growing up. Put it up there. Excelsior. Yeah. Here it comes. So Excel, do you think Excel... That's it. That's about it. Yeah. Excel yeah. comes from that? Accelerate? I, Excel? He's you're excelling? You're assuming that Excelsior was uh, the first. I, listen, right. I'm not. Now a, we got to find it again. I'm not right. a linguistic All right. specialist. But it'll be X day. Instead of your B day. X day. All right. I like. All right. Can we have the X games? No, no. No, no. <laughs> All right. Excelsior. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Right. And then everyone screams, huzzah. Huzzah. On that day. That's right. Hip, hip, huzzah. Bill. Three huzzahs. Three huzzahs. 38. What's going on? New York City as well. First of all, big fan. Love you guys so much. Love the podcast. Thank you so much for all the info and all the entertainment. And, Thank uh, you. We'll see you over at Caroline's in a month or so. Oh, are you going to Caroline's? I think so. Hell, you, yeah, hang on a second. Hang on a second, Bill. How come you and I yeah. never do that together? Well, I don't know. We're doing a – we'll do it. Yeah. We're just doing a live podcast. I think I – mean, here's my proposal. You and I do a week in New York. Mm. You want to do it? Mm-mm. Because – Right. <laughs> no, it's just too long. Right. Bill, I got a life. Yes, Bill? and Adam, I, I just want to tell you, I think that Brian Callen is 100% right. I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy, but nobody is doing or can do what you do off the cuff, man, with their prepared material. You're you're really amazing. Well, wow. thank you so much. Yeah, You mean yeah. Adam's tooting his own horn? I really should No, no, Brian Callen oh. tooted my own Well, you know who gave you the horn. best compliment? Remember the best? Uh, you, may, you, of course, will not remember this, but the best compliment I heard you get was from uh, Bobcat. You remember this? That? He said he liked coming on the show, Loveline, back then, because he would sit and watching you work was like watching you channel. Like you're mm. a channeler. You're channeling the stuff from somewhere else. It's interesting. That's, I thought that was a high compliment. Yeah? It was nice. Yeah. Uh, no, what, what, what uh, these guys, yeah, yeah, what they were basically saying is why so much praise for stand-up comedians who prepare, prepare hone, yeah. work, write, sometimes buy jokes from other people, mm. and why no love for the guys that are doing it real time? Mm. Which is a sort of, it's sort of a higher uh, difficulty level, mm. I guess, is what it would be. All right, Bill, thank you. You're very welcome and well deserved. Um, so my deal is that because of you know listening to a couple of years of the podcast, I used to think I was just kind of a dick, but now I believe that I have hypervigilance, like you do. It helped me identify it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, Adam's also a dick in addition to hypervigilance. Maybe you're just like <laughs> me yeah. too. Well, me too. But, okay. Um, no. I mean, I don't mean no in a defensive and serious way, but I just mean it does turn you into a dick because 
you see the way people go through life, lead their life, how they respond, you know, how they sort of how they tr- how they how they focus on themselves and so on and so yeah. forth. And it bothers you yeah. that, you know, I'm sitting here taking a piss at an airport and the guy hasn't bothered to flush the toilet. And so there's a big frothy yellow pot waiting for me. And it's like I'm smelling what this guy had for lunch. And. He's a dick. You I'm don't, not you a don't dick. scream He's a stuff dick. out the way the rest of us do. No, yeah. not at all. I, I I answer for other people all the time. And I we went on a bike ride last weekend with about twenty guys, in and I yes, and I'd be hearing guys in the back yelling toward the guys in the front. You know, Nate. You know, I just hear this Nate. I'd be riding next to Nate. You know, yeah. Nate. And I'd be riding next to Nate, and then I'd say, Nate. Yeah, someone's calling you from behind you. Now, I don't know why I'm pointing that out to you, but you've not only figured out a way to tune out most things, you're tuning out your own name at this point, which is pretty, pretty insane. But anyway, so. So, yes. So my specific question deals with, uh, I need you guys, if you can, to help me with a coping strategy for here in New York. I, you know, I've developed coping strategies for, you know, the things that used to affect me, you know, I, I People in the movie theater would bother me. So I just watch movies at home now, but I cannot avoid taking the subway to and from work and people being loud or rude or even just laughing loudly sets me off. And there's nothing that I can really do. You know, as loud as I put the music up in the headphones, as loud as I turn up the podcast, I can still hear them, you know, through the earbuds. And I want to just kind of go over to them and say, hey, why don't you just shut the F up? Okay, Bill, that's something, so- that's something very different than what Adam has. Thank Th- you. That, that's irritability. That's irritability. Well, there's there's a connection. There's a connection, but but you don't you don't get irritable. In fact, you kind of turn inward and get quiet when when. Well, you know, the- well, but, but here's the thing: when you're trying to sleep and the water's dripping in the sink, eventually, if you have hypervigilance, you cannot sleep, and then you do become irritable. Now, you taking a crowbar to the sink is probably not the best way to do it. Um, I would but- I would argue that you do not get irritable when somebody laughs loud. In fact, loud things don't bother you. No, I don't move. In fact, what bothers you is somebody whispering in the corner and other people not noticing that the guy whispering in the corner is saying, I'm having chest pain. Yeah, but Bill, here, look, here's what you have. You know, the good news is you're tuned in. The bad news is you're tuned in in a world that is tuned out. And that's the problem. So I go through my life honking at people, telling them to turn right on a red it's okay to turn right there's no cars coming you know and they're like what i'm like go ahead turn like uh yeah that's that's what i now i want to get somewhere so yes i am irritated in that instance um what you need to do is honestly turn your lemons into lemonade which is i write books they're all filled with these observations I have an outlet. I literally carry around a buck slip and I start jotting things down. And then I come on to a podcast and I purge. You don't have a podcast, but you're obviously an intelligent guy because I think this is connected to intelligence. Or I, uh, Conveniently, I think this is connected to intelligence because dull people don't have this. So uh, what do you do for a living, Bill? I'm an editor and producer. All right. Well, good. All right. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Take this 
observation that you have and these constant observations that you cannot stop from entering your brain. And all, you know, let me tell you, there's tricks. Obviously, for sleep, there's earplugs, there's eye shades, there's red wine, there's knock it down, you know. Took me years to figure out I need an eye shade to sleep. I need earplugs to sleep. Everything, I'm never asleep. So you can't screen out the, the stimuli. Yeah, you know, go out, trying to do put with your earbuds. earbuds. Yeah, I understand, trying. I understand. But after that, instead of being irritated by it and confronting it, look at yourself as a sociologist that's just walking around studying the human condition. Like, I find myself in moments where I'm literally just standing around studying human beings and studying their behavior. And then you start writing them down, and before you know it, you have a book or you have something that you're producing, or a documentary. I mean, you're already in this business. You're already in New York. Take it and steer it uh, down a creative path. Got it. Thanks. Hey, I wanted, I wanted to know if he had bipolar in his family, because that's the other thing that makes people like this. Real uh, quick. Shit. Hey, Bill? Yes. Any bipolar disorder in your family? No, it's, mental health history is pretty good. All right, because you got you got to watch out for a little high bipolarity that creates some of that irritability. So anyway, I don't have okay. any of that. I mean, my parents. You're not irritable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think I am irritable. Not like that. You work yourself into irritability. It's you have you have righteous indignation. You have outrage. Well, well and then it, that makes you irritable. But you don't like hear a sound and go, ah, stop it. Well, fact, here's you, you'll, you'll, you won't you'll, the loud sound you'll screen out and you'll hear the gnat farting in the corner. Yes, and that will bother out. you that well, other people sad. don't hear the gnat. Now, I have little things that bother me. For instance, little things like there's no such thing as a sprinkler system that works. Oh, that's true. It's like we what is that we can, we can fucking take a space shuttle and send it up to orbit and have it land, and we have and, you know. People in the rest of the country don't know what we're talking about. It's an irrigation system. We have to water everything in this country. Sprinklers. But what I'm saying is, is 40 years ago, sprinklers were around and there was no such thing as a cell phone. That's, but now, quiet, there's a cell phone that has a computing power of the first Gemini rocket system, tenfold. But the, but, the, but the sprinklers are still the same. They get out of adjustment. The heads bust off. They get fucked up. They're a mess. And... The sprinklers, because we're in California, they always set them to go off at night. And they set them to go off at night because the sun's down and it doesn't evaporate and so on and so forth. Um, but, of course, I had the uh, drip system and the sprinkler system, whatever. It took all of three weeks before one of them was just squirting my dead den window every right. night at 8 o'clock. Right. You know? you know, every no, night at 8 o'clock just spraying weeks. the den. Yeah. Well, I know it. Yeah. No one else who lives in the house is right. aware of it, of course. Right. So that would never happen. So it's spray, it spraying the den window every single night. Just, just like somebody taking a hose and spraying the den window. And uh, I say, uh, you know, tell the gardener we need to get this taken care of. And, you know, a month goes by. And then I say this. Listen. Here's what you tell the gardener. I don't give a fuck about the water. When are they here? Are they here at noon on Tuesdays? You know when I went to sprinklers to go off? 12, 25 on Tuesdays. I want them here while the sprinklers are going off. I want them to see how everything sprang over the thing onto the driveway, missing, you know, there's the one I get I get my pants wet because when I get out of my car at 9 o'clock, it sprang on all over the driveway. And I, I want them here to experience it. So make, tell them to reset the timer, set it for whatever time they're, they're here, and then every week they will know if the shit's spraying all over the driveway 
or if it's spraying all over the window. But yes, the fact that there's no such thing as a sprinkler system that works. I built the house and just put cactus and rocks around it because there's no such thing as it. And it cannot be done. It cannot Let me, be done. I, I was in a house that was built in the 40s, 50s growing up. And the, you'll remember this. They had those metal, those metal sprinklers. A little thing would pop up and spray a fan. Galvanized. Yeah. Galvanized metal. The, it was pipe. Yeah. Metal threaded. pipe. And threaded pipe and, and plumbing. Right. Those work like a mother effer. Yeah. They never had a problem. Yes. And then everyone got the PVC thing, the plastic, R- right. a mess. And everyone started with these drip lines yeah. and all this kind of stuff, and it's always a fucking disaster. But uh, that kind of stuff where you know we could live in this house and it could just spray my window. And by the way, ruin and rot the wood on the window. But what happened to the pipe? What are the metal? You can't even find that shit anymore, can no, you? No, it's, it's too cost Why? prohibitive. Because Cost, cost prohibitive? You're, you're replacing the plastic every day. It's, people would rather... Would rather first off when everything's new, there's the promise that it's going to work. Number one, number two, people would rather pay an initial uh, initial lower price see, yeah. and get in yeah. anyway. Yeah. And also, you know, it's that labor thing. It used yeah. to just be I don't know, drunken Irish guys would do everything for yeah. free. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Yeah, hey, I had a question for Doctor Drew mainly. Uh, Doctor Drew, I read this book that said a lot of people are vitamin D3 or, I guess, vitamin D deficient. Yeah. And the same book said that vitamin D3 also helps boost testosterone in men. It might. So, and I guess that it's measured in IUs, like, on your blood level. Tommy, Tommy, to get your, Tommy, yeah. here's, you're, you're 22 years old, for Christ's sake. You're as healthy as healthy can be. Why are you worrying about any of these things. You should be worrying about exercising hard and taking lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, eating adequate protein and how much what? of the how much of the sun stuff, Drew? I have this uh I have this you know, what a twenty year old obsessed with kind of shit. Tommy, don't anyway, stop it. But the bottom right. line well the bottom line is you everyone could stand to take a little more vitamin D, at least a thousand IU a day well, would be helpful. But certainly in your forties you want to start then for all sure. All the sunscreen and all the big brimmed hats and all the you know, stay out of the sun, stay out of the sun, stay out of the sun, stay yeah. out of the sun. Yeah. Um I feel there is an orb. It's it comes up into the sky almost every day. And we're probably need a certain amount. Certain yeah. amount of it, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. You know, we always we always talk about the no free lunch in nature, but there are unintended circumstances yes. or outcomes yes. where there's like too much and then not enough. Yeah. I, I I know everyone is berserk with the sunscreen; yeah. they're berserk. Yeah. My feeling is a certain amount of sun exposure, not laying out in the sun in Palm Springs all day. I'm talking about walking to the car, walking back. You know, the dermatologist, like, you put that sunscreen on, you put it on every day, you put it on before you leave the house. I'm not a farmer. Mm. I'm going to, I'm wearing a hat, but yeah. I, I'm walking to the car, then I'm going to park the car, get hit by the sprinkler for a minute right. at my house, then I'm going to walk to my house. I'm not dodging the sun. I, I think a certain amount of yeah. exposure to that yeah. is good. Well, that's how you convert the D into the active form of D, is with the sun. Is with the sun. Yeah, and so, yeah, we need a certain amount of that. But you get plenty of that in this part of the country, even with the sunscreen on, so it's right. not that big a deal down here. All right, do we have one more? Birth control, that's right. Charlie. Hey, you guys. Uh, Drew, your hero, Adam. Genius. Thank you. Um, so I used condoms for years and no issues. Happy X Day, talking to me and Drew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's your new X Day. What would your X Day be, Charlie? Oh, uh, what would yours be, actually? Hmm. Jeez, man. Well, first off, I take multiple days. <laughs> you have multiple X Days. I take when I won the Toyota Grand Prix as a Ooh. celebrity and as a pro. 
Let's be a different day. Let's just do the pro one. That's a better one. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. If you want to, want to round down that way. All right. <laughs> All right. But I might pick multiple days, you know. Eventually, I'd get to my twin's birth. Um, guys, love you both. Uh, so he's coming for years. No issues. What is your ex day? Wednesday. <laughs> what is your highest, your, your day of highest, what is the highest achievement you've had in your life? Um, all right. You, seriously, seriously, my highest achievement um, ever. Oh, my gosh, guys. you got to put me on the spot like that. Um, sure. Hang on. Um, um, Did you graduate college? Yeah, I graduated college. Um, right. But, I mean, okay, one. so I always wanted to be an airline pilot my whole life. Um, the, the first day I ever landed uh, at Chicago O'Hare in a 70-seat airliner, um, I slammed it down so hard that they had to check the airplane for damage. <laughs> but still, that was, your, that was still a highlight, though. That right? was a highlight of my life. You you yes. set a large multi-engine plane down at yeah. O'Hare. That's a big yeah, yeah for United Express, like a small regional carrier. That's a yeah, big, that's a rough landing though. That's a big deal yeah. though. Yeah, but it was it was the coolest thing. It was my first one ever. Paying passengers on board, nobody had any idea. And uh, and uh, after I landed, the captain was like, "Yeah, oh, it was your first officer's first landing. We didn't want to tell you until we landed." So oh, nice. Yeah. They don't, they don't tell you that when, when, you know, when you're flying, Adam, and I, I love your flying stories, by the way. Keep them coming. Um, mm. you, that could be the pilot's first landing. Oh, you yeah. don't know. No, listen. I got this thing that I don't like the other day on Southwest or on Alaska. Or like, hey, uh, from, the, from the flight deck, um, I'm First Officer Doug. Uh, I'm flying with a uh, co-pilot Steve's here. Uh, it's like, every, Doug, Steve, I'm a fucking captain. <laughs> Yep, Johnson, spit, yeah. yeah. I don't want the fucking. I don't want a guy named Doug flying. I don't want to be that intimate with that guy. I want Captain So and So with thirty two like years. Ray. Honestly, we're in this thing now where everything has to be informal and casual, casual. and kind of cool. And hey, man, I'm, I'm your best buddy. I don't want you to be my buddy. I want you to be the captain. I don't want Doug. And they literally, I wrote the names down. I, it, the names were like Doug and Steve were the guys' names. I, I don't want people to introduce. That. I want Captain and Co-Captain and Mister and So and So. Do fine for the flight attendants, not for the guys flying the plane. All right, there you go. What was that date? You remember that date? Uh, yeah, that was June fourth, two thousand twelve. It was pretty recently. Nice, congratulations. Hey, so, can I read you my Your question? Yeah. Should I read yeah, my question in my first right. officer voice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Should I should I ask you my question in my pilot voice or my PA yes. voice? Please. Uh, first of all, uh, what's your last name? Hillbrand. Oh, uh, United Twenty Seven Fly Fly Maintained One Five Thousand. No, he's doing it. He's talking to the to the people in the cabin. One five thousand United twenty. Oh, that's, yeah, very good. Okay, Drew, yeah, Drew, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, go. I'm sorry, I screwed uh, up. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, flight deck. I uh, used to use condoms for years. No issues. Uh, wife had always been on the birth control yeah. pill. Uh, yeah. Decided to take her off it for uh, increased sex drive, better orgasms, etc. Overall, happier, positive outlook on life is what she's got. Uh, now I've got a weird part of my uh, Johnson with bumps on it. On the end of it, I think I have a latex allergy. Uh, Dr. Drew, what's the best option that won't sacrifice those positive effects of taking her off the birth control pill? Okay, one thing, one thing. I'll need the, I, the, like the, I need the wind and direction. Yeah, I got a pretty good uh, tailwind uh, on our way to Las No, no, Vegas. landing, landing. Wind. I'll let them finish. You know, why do they give the wind at landing to the, to the passengers every fucking time they go on the speedboat? Because they give the weather <laughs> But they give the wind at landing. Why do you think the I passengers know. care about the wind when you're landing? Yeah, pretty good uh, wind out of the uh, east. <laughs> it's knots. You got to give knots. Okay, here's the deal, Charlie. I, I, you wouldn't suddenly develop a, a latex allergy. That, have you been using them for a while? You know, since I was 
17, yeah, starting off so, sexually active. No, no, you don't uh, suddenly develop latex allergies, really. I mean, it's possible, but unlikely. It's more that you just wonder if it's some sort of like a mechanical problem. Have you tried the polyurethane condoms or you tried the so-called animal I skin? I have not skin? The down there's, there's two different – there's three different kinds out there. There's latex. There's natural skin, they'll call them, which actually probably what you ought to get, and then the uh, the latex. And uh, good. Good on you for understanding the birth control pill does affect your wife's sex drive, lubrication, mood, and orgasmic function. It can affect all that. So It's and, been monumental. Getting her off of it was a huge change in her life and thereby ours. Yeah. Um, but here, here's another thing. You said it might be mechanical. I have experimented with, like, cock pumps or stuff like that that, you know, increase vascularity or, or whatever you'd call it, blood flow. And that might be what's causing those bumps. That would make more sense to me. Okay. So, but but I again, if you want to learn more about the effects of birth control, I, I did two at drdo.com, two podcasts with Andrew Goldstein. Mm-hmm. The episode, episode numbers for Dr. Goldstein, where we go, he goes into great detail about the effects of these birth control pills that are so commonly commonly prescribed these mm-hmm. days. Half, you know, half the women on earth are having side effects that are like unpleasant for sexual functioning, mm-hmm. and no one's talking about it. So it's something that you can learn a lot about there. All righty then. Uh, click through the Amazon link at adamanddrdrewshow.com. It doesn't cost you a thing. helps keep the pirate ship afloat. And if you want to feel like, oh, I want to do a little more than that, I want to chip in a little bit more, subscribe via the PayPal button. You know what to do. Just uh, subscribe. Five bucks a month. Again, uh, eight shows a month. Uh, 62.5 cents a show is what we figured out. And me and Dr. Drew, uh, highlights of first three shows. Bakersfield, Santa Barbara, 39 and 12, I believe, are the episodes, sh- episodes we're talking about. Um, Santa Barbara, Denver, all available, all put together in a beautiful package for you, under five bucks, available on iTunes. So if you can't see us when we do come to a town near you, you can hear what we had to say when we were at a town that was far away from you. So, until next time. This is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew, Chris Max Paddock, and Gary Haftard saying mahalo. This is Corolla Digital.